You are listening to the one and only Visionaries Wrestling Network. Envisioning excellence and providing your perfect podcast experience. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we have a couple of recaps for you. The Royal Rumble and Worlds Collide. Edge makes his triumphant return after nine years and has a killer angle at the end of Raw. Your Wednesday Night War is that and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. So did you think he was going to screw it up? I did not expect it to go that smoothly. Wow, thank you very much. <laughs> Ditch that 9 to 5. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I am your host, Bill Vagy, a.k.a. Jobin Leach. <laughs> to my left, as always, we have two beers. Zach Pullman, what's going on? Two beer. Not much, man. I could use one of those fucking publishers' clearinghouse checks, though. Rent's due tomorrow. Oh, God. Yeah, money has been tight. That's what happens. I spend all my money on fucking homophobic chicken and extra seasoned roast beef. <laughs> That's what happens in Obama's <laughs> America. And to his left, as always, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Allow us to pull down the latest edition of the Band from Ringside podcast, volume 140, chapter 3, verse 14. And the good smart saith, hashtag boo the heels. It is all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, subscribe. Yeah. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat. He's talking Shout- about you screwing up. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Shout out to my girl, Becky Balboa. I love you. Thanks for a good time this weekend. Speaking of this weekend. Ooh, interesting. Good time. Yeah, yeah. Bill even turned the 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 dial back up. I'm on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's on it right now. I was say, we'll see you in like five minutes. Jesus Christ. I got to fuck with you a little bit. Interesting weekend. Yeah. Uh, Good Royal Rumble. It was I was, a good weekend yeah. in terms of wrestling. Uh, Wars Clyde was good. Uh, Into the Fire NWA was good. It was I a, forgot to watch that. <laughs> you need to watch that. Um, all in all, it was a packed, chalk-filled wrestle weekend. I was enjoying every little minute of it, and I can't wait to talk about it. It feels weird to do the podcast with clothes on now that I did it without clothes. <laughs> <laughs> did you really do those predictions without clothes on? Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. We are coming at you from my exquisite basement in South City, St. Louis. It is cold outside, but it's not that bad. It was snowing yesterday. I don't know why I feel the need to give a weather report every time I start this podcast. There is tons of stuff <laughs> to talk about this week. Um, I mean, it was a big week. We're on the road to WrestleMania, boys. It is it's on. It's the road to WrestleMania. And it, and it is paved with good intentions. It was kicked off in the right way, I think. It, it, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, can't, I can't complain too much. Jason, why don't you tell us about F&B Eatery? F&B Eatery on the corner of 3453 Southampton uh, South and Marquette. Go check my boy Mike out. If you are in the mood for a smash burger or two or three, slide on in. Check him out. Take the kids with you. Go in on the weekends. Except, on, well, I shouldn't even say except because I guess technically – Sunday is not a weekend. They are on open on Sundays and Saturdays, uh, eleven to two <laughs> Saturdays and Sundays. Then Sunday's the weekend. Since when is Sunday not a weekend? I had a, apparently. Never mind. We'll just save that for a, a different thirty second uh, sidebar. Go in and check my boy out. F and B eatery thirty four fifty three. Tell him that banned from ringside. Some fucking you. flat earther nerd tell you that the Sunday yeah, was Sunday's, not a weekend. Sunday's the weekend, bro. Look, I'm with you on this. The way. Th- this guy was saying it that Sunday starts the week. If you look on the calendar, Sunday no. starts the week. Yeah, but look, who is this? Bring him to me. <laughs> Let's get to that three counts. 
Jason Bell, start us off. Let's slide back to Sunday night. Going down to Houston, Texas, the Royal Rumble. Um, I'll I'll just say it like this. The biggest takeaway, obviously, is for me, Drew McIntyre going over, winning the Royal Rumble. Um, not I won't say impressive fashion, but dare I say in a way that dare definitely stands out it made a mark and now it has him on the road to Brock Lesnar going towards WrestleMania now that said for me and I said it to Bill and I said it on Twitter the Royal Rumble men's version was a two-part Royal Rumble the first part was obviously Brock Lesnar and him being dominant over the likes of Cesaro Keith Lee uh Big E Kofi Kingston um guys that you want, well, Sonson say you want, I'll just use me for an example. I've been a big guy of saying that Cesaro should get his chance against Brock Lesnar, where they gave me that little one-on-one. Big E, same concept. Kofi should get his rematch against Brock. They did that. So for that first half, for me, it was the wish list of guys that would go against Brock, get their chance against Brock, get the quote-unquote rub, if you want to call it as such, and then you can move on. When Ricochet comes out, obviously my eyes roll because I'm thinking there's no way in hell he's going to throw out Brock Lesnar because he's thrown out the first 10 or so easily with ease, some without so much ease. Neither neither here nor there. Anyway, here comes Drew McIntyre. So now, obviously, this is where, at least for me, the fork in the road begins because Drew McIntyre is a legit person that can throw Brock Lesnar out. Go blow later, quite more kick later, you have Brock being eliminated. So now I'm thinking, okay, this is cool. Brock versus Drew. Roman's still going to win the Royal Rumble. Everybody's going to look smart prediction-wise. Everybody looks like the winner. So fast forward to the end. Now I'm like, oh, fuck, here comes – and I'm, I'm – I'll be the first to admit it, but I could care less about the prediction at this point. I immediately was like, oh, shit. Well, sorry, Drew. You know, it, it was a good-ass run, but here's Roman in front of you. There's no way he's getting past Roman. When he got past Ooh. Roman, that's when I was like, okay, this shit's real. Good for Drew. They made the right call because ultimately— well, when, he got past, when he got past Roman, that was the end of the match. No, that was, but the, that was the final two. So when, uh, I guess, Edge was— the next to last to get eliminated. Yes. Okay. So but now apparently that might have been a uh, that might have been audible called because of the AJ Styles injury. Okay, is what I'm hearing. But I mean, who knows? Neither it it was it was fun having those three in as the last, last three. three because For you sure. have you know like a oh, glimpse fuck, to the I could see Edge versus Brock if they're bringing them back. You yeah, know? glimpse to the past. At least my, my drunken my drunken high self convinced me of that. I was like, oh fuck, it could definitely be Edge. No, I mean it. It at least made you hold the suspension of it could happen. It might happen. So that's really that's all I ever ask. Don't make it that predictable. Make it to where, okay, maybe this could happen. When it was Roman versus Drew, I was like, ain't no way this is happening. Ain't no way. And then when they swerved me, I was like, oh, okay. I see you, WWE. So now, for me, this was the right call because ultimately you can still do Roman versus The Fiend, which I think they're still going to do. How you get there, we'll just have to sit back and wait. But this was, 
for me, there is a handful of guys you can only put against Brock. This apparently, uh, Alistair Black was another guy in consideration to uh, to go against Brock. That might have been a little bit of a stretch, especially when you really haven't built him up that much. Drew feels like it's right place, right time. Let's just see what happens. It's going to be a long set, 10 weeks, though. That's my biggest concern is that I hope his momentum can last these next 10 weeks because they're going to be crucial to get this match over. Two beer. Yeah, Drew, uh, they're putting the Rockets on him, man. Not only was he the guy to eliminate Brock, but he won the whole thing, and that's the best way to get a guy over. Uh, you know, sets it up perfectly. I have no complaints. Uh, the original plan being for Roman to win and then – Heyman stepped in and got this done. I think it's a total win. Uh, perfect. I I think the I couldn't really ask for, for better considering we had nothing leading up to this match, and now we have a clear winner, a guy that they're clearly pushing, a guy that can talk and some, can wrestle. It's somebody that's new, too, which is a new really, guy, yeah. really important because 17 was Orton, 18 was Roman, 19 was Shinsuke. Oh, Nakamura was cool, too. That yeah, was cool. Yeah, that was cool, too. Oh, but, I mean, it is somebody that's new, and that's what you want in wrestling. You don't want the same old thing because it is a year-round season, for lack of a better term, and Drew McIntyre winning. You know, Jason Bell's been screaming on this podcast forever. Let's see what they do with Drew McIntyre. You know, yeah, he won on Raw. Let's see what they do. If, they, if he wins the Royal Rumble, then that's a big deal. Well, he won the Royal Rumble now. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. No, it's kind of the opposite of what they did with the women's rumble. It is the... Um, it really is. Unless... So we can move right into this. Yeah, Which is the big rumor going around. And I know our boy on Twitter... Michael Wallace Seals. Shout out to my, Michael Wallace Seals. What's his Twitter you? handle? Uh, and Wallace Seals 17? Yeah. He was the first person I heard it from where he said that Charlotte should challenge Rhea Ripley. That, I, I don't know if he started it. I know he's got a lot of pull in the wrestling community. <laughs> but that that rumor has uh, started to take hold. And, it, and her coming out the other night, Charlotte Flair won the Royal Rumble. Obviously. Uh, obviously, she has fought for the title in the previous four WrestleManias, if I'm not mistaken, at least the previous three WrestleManias. Um yeah, triple threat, and she had Oscar uh, the year before that. Yes, and uh, and I'm sure there was one. It was a triple that. threat also with her and Sasha, Sasha and Becky. Becky. Yeah, so yeah. So her dragging out who she's going to fight, now they could switch the title off of Bailey easily at Elimination Chamber or something. It looks like Becky's going to carry it up until WrestleMania. But her kind of drawing that story out as to who she's going to challenge. Obviously drew McIntyre says that he's going to challenge Brock Lesnar, which I love just come out and fucking say it. Charlotte dragging it out makes it seem to me that maybe at NXT Portland, maybe Rhea Ripley wins the, or retains the belt. And then NXT does their move where they wait until the graphic shows along the bottom. Then maybe Charlotte flair comes out and kicks Rhea Ripley's ass and says, I'm going to take the NXT title, the one that I held for so long, and I'm going to come back and uh, take it back. I think that would be cool. I think Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte would be a fun WrestleMania match. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, I totally agree. I don't want to see Charlotte Becky again. Um, Charlotte Bailey would be fine, but it's also something that we've seen. They just just haven't kept 
those women apart from each other long enough yeah. to make it seem special again. It's like Cena and Orton all over again. Yeah, I just want to see something new, and I think that's perfect. It also has the double advantage of bolstering NXT's ratings, and you know, as much as Charlotte, she is the female Roman Reigns, right? Uh, which is funny because originally uh, the plan was for Shayna to win this one, and they changed their minds almost uh, as like a debt-paid scenario because she wasn't even in it. Yeah, and Charlotte was basically, you know, given this because she's been promised a whole bunch that they have not delivered to her, which is funny because, like, the the perception is, like, the total opposite because everybody's like, oh, Charlotte gets everything handed to her. But uh, apparently she's been promised even more that has not been delivered. So this is kind of like paying that, a debt. That uh, was the backstage scuttlebutt? Yeah. And uh, so, but, yeah, they did the exact opposite. That's uh, amazing to me. She's been champion. 10 times or whatever. Yeah. What more do you want? Yeah, like, I, know. I guess. Like, I mean, been, she's going to get at this rate. She's not only going to meet Ric Flair. She's going to have like 32. Title yeah. Rings. She'll shatter it. I mean, yeah. there's, if you're Charlotte Flair, uh, and I don't mean to cut you off. You can jump back in. What? I guess. Okay. You get this notch in, but I mean, what else do you want? I mean, outside of unifying the titles, that's it. Not unless you're going to do pull a Tessa Blanchard, but go ahead. Yeah, I don't know, uh, but I'm just happy about it if that's the case. Uh, I think it'll be a good program because Rhea Ripley's a star and it'll definitely put her in the in the limelight uh, where she deserves to be because that women's division on the main roster is very top-heavy. You know, you got the four horsewomen and that's really about it. You don't, you don't really have, like, you know, big draws. So it would be really interesting to move some of these like women who are totally ready for main roster. Uh, if you're not going to move them up to the main roster, have them at least in feuds with main roster people. So we see, you know, Charlotte, Rhea, Io, um, you know, maybe Kyrie Sane. We have uh, Tony Storm, who's totally ready for the main roster. Um, you know, they're going to call her up whenever she's fucking 40 and she's lost all her charm. You know, it's just fucking crazy. So, I don't know. I'm into it. I'm fine with it. Even though uh, it is disappointing that they did the exact opposite. They didn't really create a star with this performance. Even though Bianca Belair had a star-making performance I was in thunder. the Rumble. Stole my thunder. I was going to say, that that was the only real story for me. Other than at NXT had a good showing in the Women's Rumble. The only real story for me was Bianca Belair had a really good she looked great. She looked confident. I think we talked about this last week. Like, she looks ready to take over the women's uh, NXT, uh, you know, uh, what the upper card. <laughs> top you know. of the – she's ready to take over the top of the card. I don't know why I couldn't find that. I think she's got uh, some uh, – she's going to suffer from bad timing because there's a chance that she leaves NXT without holding that belt because we had that really long Shayna run – and now they're not going to take it off Rhea right away. So yeah, I'm just going to say he stole my thunder again. Uh, for me, I'll piggyback on Bill. Breakout star for the women's Royal Rumble, hands down, was uh, Bianca Belair. Uh, I've been saying We talked that about her last week, though. We talked about how good she was last week. She's good. She's probably better. She's probably a little underrated at this point in terms of uh, NXT stars. Uh. Uh, yeah, I, th I think you can argue that. Uh, I'll just say this. When you put her up against some of the women that are on the main roster right now, I mean, she looks – I mean, just Alexa Bliss off the jump. I'm like, okay, see, 
Bianca Belair should be throwing her into the second row. This shouldn't even be an issue. And that would be one of her biggest advantages going to Raw or SmackDown, wherever, wherever she goes. As far as I'm concerned right now, she has done all she can do in, in NXT. She's not beating Shane or uh, Rhea Ripley in three weeks at Portland. They had her lose twice against Shayna Baszler. This is pretty much it. She's free to go to NXT or leave NXT to go to Raw or SmackDown. She can go right let's away. Not, let's no, not just push get, them all to Raw and SmackDown yet, no, though, because can, now there's two hours of television for NXT, no, too. It's, no, Bill, it's time. She That performance on Sunday was a graduating performance. People that didn't know her know her now, and people that know her love her even more. I don't think there is a reason for in the world for her to stay on this on that roster when uh, Zach just said it. The Raw and SmackDown is too top-heavy. This is a golden opportunity to bring in somebody that can look and play the part. Everybody's up in arms about fucking Liv Morgan. I mean, damn, how many times are we going to see Who's that? Who's up in arms about Liv Morgan? Trust me, everybody in the mama loves Damn, your Twitter follows. It's just, just it's, it's hilarious to I, I really to watch. don't know. It's, it's, a, it's, it's like, unbelievable to me every time. You're like, everybody's up in arms about Liv Morgan. I'm like, nobody I yeah. listen to or see or trust. I mean, you guys believe, are the only people I okay? talk to about wrestling. I'm but. up in pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That new outfit. Bianca Belair can go in right away slide in there and have no problem with it. Just going back to Charlotte for 30 seconds, my only problem with this is if you're looking at NXT as developmental, some people still look at it as developmental. K-Fabe style. K-Fabe style. I have a problem with this because it, 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 I don't look at it as developmental, but I can see if you look at it as such, you're looking at it as Charlotte is taking a step down. She's going down to the NXT yeah, championship. But that, that, that's not... They want Charlotte to bring it up, though, and especially if Ripley goes over, even though I, I don't think that Vince would let that happen. If Ripley goes over, that would be the perfect thing because I, I think we're going to see nah, – I'm not going to say that. But I think that Charlotte versus Ripley would be a very cool match, and it would definitely uh, be a boon for women's wrestling, which Charlotte has been since she showed up. Um, I really – I just think it's a temporary fix Listen, for the long-term problem. We've I been get doing, why you do it, but this ultimately po- I think it's going to be more problems than what it's worth. This podcast has lasted 18 minutes and 43 seconds, and we've spent more time talking about the shitty Rumble than we did talking about the good Rumble. I want to get back to Brock throwing everybody else out, having Ricochet, who I said was going to eliminate Brock, uh, didn't eliminate Brock, but definitely had the assist with the low blow. <laughs> okay, you and they got Claymore out. Okay, like I said, you get the assist. It's not. The, it's not the goal. Not me. I mean Ricochet. Yeah. Even though I should kind of get yeah, like you get one the, of the assists. Yeah. Because okay, I said. Yeah. It. Okay. Um, biggest pop of the night was Edge for sure. Yeah. Edge comes back. We haven't seen Edge. He's, they said it had been nine years. Which the, is crazy because I remember his last match. His last match was against Alberto Del Rio at WrestleMania. It was Alberto Del Rio had won the Royal Rumble, and it was Alberto Del Rio versus Edge, and it was supposed to be a main event, but it was the kickoff match. Uh, not it was it wasn't on the kickoff show. It was the curtain jerker. It was the six o'clock match, Oof. which I couldn't believe, and there was a car involved, and it kind of sucked. And then I think the next night, or maybe SmackDown, Edge came out and retired. 
I'm on record as being not the biggest Edge guy. Edge and Christian are my favorite tag team of all time, but I missed the whole Edge singles thing. Oof. I know that that's what everybody says, or at least that's what you say, because I said you're the only person I talked to about wrestling. I missed but, it all too. I missed his, or I I got his debut and a few years of it, but it was like uh, you know Edge, Christian, Gangrel, like that whole thing. Yeah, whenever I was watching, yeah, the yeah. Brood, and uh, then I I missed like his title runs and stuff. I didn't see any of them. Rated R, you know, I didn't see any of that stuff. But he got a huge pop. I mean, I was in a room with 10 other individuals, and when the You Think You Know Me came up, like... Thanks for the invite. The place <laughs> went crazy. I mean, I wanted to invite you, but Joey said not to. <laughs> Damn it. I know. So, oh, that was fun. He also had a really great showing Yeah, in the Rumble. It wasn't like he was in there just biding his time or taking bumps. He was in there spearing motherfuckers and throwing dudes out. I think he that, looked great. No, that that's that was the the big question. Can he, you know, can he deliver? Can he take a bump? And he answered those questions right away and got it out of the way. We'll save the raw stuff for later. Yeah. But um, obviously, he was one of the names being thrown about as a surprise entrant or whatever the case may be. I think another another reason why I like this rumble. You had the Brock story as the one-part story, but you didn't have a lot of surprise entrance. But the one that you had was a huge one. And it was, like I said, it, you, it was floated about. But talking about had, MVP? Yeah, he's talking about MVP. <laughs> I was just going to make an MVP joke. But the one, Apparently, Heyman's always been really high on MVP. Yeah? Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I heard. I mean, he's a nice U.S. champion. I mean, he's a he's big fine. car guy. No, he's a big car guy. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. He um, wears a bodysuit. And, and Reigns wins, wears a protective uh, vest, so, you know. Whoa, I'm not making fun of either one of them, bro. I, I'm, making I'm, fun, I'm making fun of both of them, <laughs> okay? Fuck them both at that point. Uh, it, was, it was, to me, just a part of the bigger story. And, like I said, that second half, you get Edge involved. And at first, you get the nostalgia, and, you know, he's back. But then, you know, how long is he going to stay? And then slowly but surely, as the ring starts to get devoid of people you're looking around he's like damn he's part of the final four and i'm like okay it was, this isn't gonna happen is it now it was, i'm starting to think we're gonna make this thing happen but it was so cool it, it, it's a credit to whoever came up with this shane mcmahon's name has been thrown about obviously paul Heyman has some uh influence on this in but terms of booking the match a booking the the, uh, the men's sure, royal sure malenko was in there i mean it malenko's aw now yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he works for AEW. God, I think I'd have a podcast. No shit. Um, at the end of the day, like I said, this was one of the better, for me, a really good Royal Rumble, one of the better ones of all time. I'll go that far. I w- I'd hate to say it's the best because I don't – I still say if I have, you have to pin me down, the Ric Flair Royal Rumble was the best of all time. I don't care what anybody says. It's too many Hall of Famers on that Joker to even be touched with. You can – at me, I, I don't mean, get two rats' asses. I'll this throw, was really good because you you got the right guy over and you told a good fucking story. And, they, and WWE hardly ever does that well. Zach. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, it did not beat uh, Santina Morella, though. That was definitely the uh, the surprise entrance of the night. That was... Uh, 
that seemed a little out of place in 2020. 2020. I mean, it's 20 fucking 20, and you can't have a women's Royal Rumble without throwing a dude and drag out there? Really? I mean, it was, I mean. I get it. They, he's, a good, he's a good sport. They at least made the, the WrestleMania connection how he screwed over Beth Phoenix. Okay, I get it. Nonetheless, no reason for him to be there. You could pick eight other women that are back there that could easily take his yeah, spot, and it, they could easily do what he it did. Was dumb. No worries. I, maybe maybe whatever. With, uh, okay, so I'll say this about the Men's Royal Rumble, though. Like, maybe this is recency bias. I can't imagine... I can't remember being that entertained by a single Royal Rumble the entire way through because, like you said, they cut it in two. It was the Brock Rumble, and then when he got eliminated, it was like, oh, shit, now it's on. And then, you know, they even had the cool – they had uh, fun spots where Big E and Kofi were taking their shots at Brock. They had the fun spot where Keith Lee, who's standing next to Brock, looks like a total superstar – and uh, they had him and uh, Strowman in there. Uh, like I said to you outside, when Brock threw Morrison out, that was one of the most violent uh, ejections from the Royal Rumble <laughs> I've ever seen. And then when he got eliminated, then it got really fun because then it's like, oh, these, it's one of these on. guys is going to win, you right. know? And you had Baron Corbin throw out Matt Riddle. Baron Corbin threw out Matt Riddle, which is, that's fine, dude. It's fine. It's totally fine. What okay, I lo- so let me get this straight. So this motherfucker has the audacity to fuck up my upset pick for the weekend. Not only can you not win that match, you can't win the goddamn Royal Rumble either. But he's hey, a top heel. Hey, Kiss my ass. Can I, that dude is hot garbage. Can I remind you? Overrated. Can I? Can, <laughs> overrated. 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 Yeah, can I remind Are you? Guys you? On MDMA? Okay, can I <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit of booze. You're all right. Uh can I remind you what your big upset pick of the week was? Yeah, it was it was Baron Corbin. No. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. No, that was one of your upset picks of the week. Bill you, picked Baron Corbin too. I did too. Uh wait. Before you start talking shit, uh, <laughs> the points this week were 11 for Bill, 11 for Jason, 10 for Zach, zero for Murray, zero for Sam because I didn't text him. Right. Murray, you could have texted me your picks, but <laughs> Murray gets zero. Uh, your big pick was CM Punk. Oh, man, good. If that, that was your if you upset are, pick. If you're going, you got to throw somebody in that mix. I mean, damn, you know, realistically, it was one of – you know, three I th- or four guys. I, I threw in KO, and you guys laughed at me. You threw in CM Punk. I didn't laugh at you. That's all I'm saying. Okay, well then, I mean, so you're the bigger person. I mean, you know, thank kudos. you. That is nice. <laughs> you know, got to get that as a hey, drop. Look, everybody <laughs> knows that I ain't shit. <laughs> I'll be the first to admit it. Okay, I mean, at least it made sense. I mean, I threw it out there. The shit didn't stick. What do you want? All right, so Ross coming up in three counts. So let's get to our two counts. One, two. Two beers, Zach. What you got? Two count. Uh, we had Worlds Collide on Saturday, which was kind of a takeover. Uh, it's the first time they've done like this Worlds Collide in like a Saturday night kind of pay per view setting. Uh, they've done it before as like a series, I believe. Yeah. Like, on the network, uh, but this was the first time, and uh, it was a pretty nice little show. 
uh, it was interesting because, like, because of the nature of the show, it doesn't really necessitate storylines, and it doesn't really, like, propagate them either. So it's just right. kind of like matches, which is cool because you have, like, these people where you're like, oh, shit, uh, these people that you don't really think are going to wrestle, you know, you mash them up. It's kind of like Survivor Series in that sense. Only the main roster is kind of, you know, more, like, mashed together anyway. But these people that are on different rosters in different brands that are wrestling that um, are not necessarily going to be available to do that all the time. So it's kind of cool. But at the same time... Because they're on different brands, they don't really have time or put effort into the storylines. It's kind of like, here's a bunch of cool matches. And they were cool matches. Um, it was a work rate fan's dream. Yeah. But it had little, if anything, to do with storyline. Yeah, work rate, work rate, you know, show, which is which is fine. But it also, I think, at the same time, um, did kind of hurt it a little bit, at least in my opinion. Why you say that? Um I don't know. I just think that, uh, you know, they told, like, little stories within the matches. You know, there were, like, stories to the matches. But as far as, like, a lot of times, you know, if it's unless it's, like, a repeat showing and you can kind of do callbacks and stuff, I feel like an overarching story can be advantageous rather than just, like, a pure athletic competition, at least for my enjoyment of it. No, I'm not going to – A, it was curiosity. I was just, you know – trying to figure out why you said that. But, B, I, I tend to agree with it because, uh, like, just because it's in my head, the Rhea Ripley-Tony Storm match, not necessarily a great match, yeah, but and you kind of knew. They've, they've had two awesome matches before. Yeah, and this one kind of slumped a little bit. It, yeah. It just, maybe it was because it felt short, uh, maybe like 10, 15 minutes. It was short. And, like, the finish was just, like, boom. You know, it was like, you know, she hit the riptide. And done. And then pin, I was just like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, that's it. And then I was just kind of like, well, damn, you know, I mean, I was expecting more, and maybe that was just me coming in with takeover expectations for a Worlds Collide pay per view, not necessarily knowing that this is kind of the way it was going to be. Walking in the door, it felt it felt like a work rate show. Yeah, DIY. Versus Mustache Mountain was fucking amazing. Yeah, after they but got it done doing their, to do with anything. Yeah, after they got done doing their comedy stuff, they had like a really awesome work rate match uh, that was super fun. Uh, good to see DIY back together, um, even for just that bit. There was that four way for the cruiserweight title, which was kind of baffling because that again, it was just like a total spot fest. You right. know, it's like a PWG kind of match, um, but they changed the title. Which is like baffling to me because like Angel Garza was like getting over right. on NXT. Right. I think it's possible he gets it back pretty quick. It, it could, but like I love Jordan Devlin. Like if you watch OTT or if you watch NXT UK, but if you watch like OTT or Progress, Progress, like you'll see like Jordan Devlin is one of the best workers there is. And uh, but. The people watching a, 205 Live, they don't right. know Jordan Devlin. And that's, and that's like, what I was just getting ready to say. I don't have a problem with Jordan Devlin because I know who Jordan Devlin is. Those who don't are like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Well, you already had Angel Garza that you could, you probably seen at least, or at the very least, you've seen him on NXT. I think yeah. it's possible that the people in charge of NXT, a.k.a. Hunter, Paul Levesque, 
sees that NXT finally has enough traction to where they can start being like, okay, now we got these NXT UK guys. Maybe they have some sort of two-year, three-year plan where they're going to make NXT its own WWE, where you have Raw and SmackDown for WWE, and then you have uh, NXT and NXT UK UK as its own promotion also. Like... They're looking at Japan and stuff too. So I mean, they have. I know they're. T- I know they've talked about NXT Japan, and then they, they were kind of going towards them. They nixed it. They tried to buy Noah, and they turned him down. Right. And they tried to buy Stardom, and they turned him down. So basically, Japan's like, no, um, <laughs> keep running your shows, but uh, why don't you stop trying to buy our fucking promotion? Like, keep your like, American shit out of here. My father made me kick you. Um. Yeah, that was just. It was just kind of surprising. Like, it didn't feel like the right time to change a right. title. I agree with that totally. I was going to say, Angel Garza, to me, was just starting to get his footing underneath him as a, got a, a big character. future, though. Yeah, no, no, oh, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't disagree with that at all. But I just, like I said, I thought I agree with you totally. I think it was just way too early. It was a surprise. It was a pleasant surprise. I mean, if it was one person I wanted to get the title, it would have been Jordan Devlin. I just think it was just probably too early, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Finn Balor defeated Ilya Drogonoff. That was, like, not as good as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, oh. it was a letdown. Yeah, and that just happens sometimes. Uh, I'm sorry it happened to those guys. Uh, like, Finn Balor and, like, Trent Seven, like, had, like, a five times better match on NXT TV. For sure. Yeah, um, definitely. Like, he's he's uh, – Tapping into that Prince Devitt stuff yeah. from Japan. Where NXT he's... Finn Balor is so far above and away. Like, the only thing good about Finn Balor and the main roster is his entrance. Like, that's it. Um, agreed. This is, like, phenomenal. No, but agreed. if you ever watch his Japan Prince Devitt stuff, he was, like, a violent heel. Like, oh, he yeah. Was a, he was a mean dude. I said that on Twitter last night when I was watching uh, NXT. I was like, man, I wish I, I need to go back. I don't even know why I'm saying I wish I'd seen it. I can go back and see it because I got the damn subscription. I need to go back <laughs> and watch <laughs> Prince Val- uh, Prince, Val- yeah, Prince I don't follow you. I don't see any of this shit. No, I mean, you know. The, I tweet at weird late hours, so you know how it is. But, yeah, I need to go back and watch some of that because if I think this is good, I know that is probably ten times better. It's fire. Um, and then we had the main event, which was Imperium versus Undisputed Era. Ruled. Yeah. Uh, who was the – which one? I always get the Imperium Alexander guys. Wolf. Alexander Wolf got <laughs> knocked the fuck yeah, out. That, that sucked. And when I watched it, I watched, I watched it pretty banged up. Um, but that happened within like five minutes of the of Real the bell ringing, right? Yeah, and they definitely like. I mean, they did. Sure he covered him, but yeah, he got and scared. he was out. And the referee acted like and uh, somebody did a great job. It, or Nigel McGuinness did a great job of being like, looks like his foot's under the rope. His oh, foot's yeah. under the rope, and that's why the referee brought uh, didn't count the three count. But it was obvious that the ref didn't count the three count because the dude was knocked the fuck yeah. out. So like, they threw up the X, which is awesome because you know that it was the beginning of that match. I've always said I don't like when they throw up the X in kayfabe. Like it, it bothers me. Oh yeah, because that's it's just too too work shooty. Yeah. I guess you know. No, what I, I, mean? I don't like it either. But I'm glad they did it here, and those guys worked the rest of the match because you know that he was supposed to be in spots, and they just. Worked it out. They just did it. For so. for another 
I mean, that was a 30-minute match, yeah, right? 29 yeah. minutes and 50 seconds, yeah. and he was knocked out within a couple minutes. So they had, like, an awesome match. So they that. did a great match. Uh, Imperium won, which was awesome. Walter was the fucking star of the goddamn match. I, I mean, he Jesus was the star. Christ. Marcel Bartel was also a yeah. fucking stud, yeah. and so was Fabian uh, Eichner. Yeah, that's a good way to say. I like I mean, that we, tag we, team we, a lot. We know that Undisputed Era is great, right? Yeah. Those motherfuckers from Imperium are also great. Like, yeah. that was, I think we talked about it last week. We said that a four-on-four four match shouldn't be that exciting of a main event, but that they were going to turn into something special. And it was something special. It was cool. No, it was the only thing that I, I guess, and this can be revisionist history because you just don't know because we didn't see it. It just felt like, damn, you know, this goes back to, you know, the lollipop guild that Bill likes to call him and, you know, guys that like to hit come on the Undisputed on, Era. No, no, let's just call it for what it is. Let's call it for what it is. That's just a funny no, joke. I know, but you, you <laughs> make this joke, and that would be something great for those who hate the uh, Undisputed Era nobody to get on. No, there, are, nobody, there are plenty of people that hate the Undisputed who Era. Who do you follow on <laughs> Twitter? I, I, swear would get, I swear to you, you can look at my Twitter feed and you can see it for yourself. Nah, I don't want to see it. Okay, now that said... It would. It just felt weird to have them lose with a man advantage, and then like towards the end, it was like a two man advantage. They were they were up, and they still lost the match. I get it. I we don't know, but it that's the if you had to say for me anything that I didn't like about the match, that was the one thing. It just felt like you. Even though they're the Lollipop Guild, the Lollipop Guild is up to guys. You should be able to figure this out and bring it home. Outside of that, the match itself was done well. I have no real problem with Imperium winning besides the fact of it just felt like it was Walter all day, every day. He's a fucking stud, though. If you didn't know, now you know. Okay, for me, I already knew. Now you really fucking know. When people say he looks flabby or whatever... No, motherfucker. The dude's just big. You telling him? Why don't you tell him that? He's just he's just fucking huge. He's a yeah, he's I a mean, massive guy. He's like he's like Braun Strowman, huge. Except Braun Strowman's not flabby, which makes. But Braun Strowman also probably doesn't have the uh, gravitas. Yeah, that Walter has. No. I mean, it's like Bobby Lashley. I hate is using huge. that. I hate I hate using that word in terms of wrestling. But I mean, Walter just carries himself like a fucking. That guy's a man. Like he, like I would. I and Braun Strowman's a little girl. For real though, I, standing no. next to Walter, I would feel less like a man. Like standing next to Braun Strowman, and be like, "Oh man, you're you're pretty big." I saw Samoa Joe one time, and that's like Samoa Joe's from also like thirty feet away. And very I'm like, much Holy a man. Shit, I was like, that guy would kill me. Yeah, I was gonna say if if Samoa Joe is big in real life, Walter is just that much bigger. I saw Randy Orton one time walk right next to me at Trailhead in St. Charles, and I was like, "Look at this little." Bitch, <laughs> fuck this dude, six up. six motherfucker, fuck you motherfucker. Right, about to say, come down here and say that shit to my face. I whoop this dude's <laughs> ass, snake in the grass. Uh, but worlds collide. I'd say was a success. Yeah, it was a good show. Yeah. It was just, uh, it was like a little disjointed and a little like disappointing. But and, I had high expectations. But it we was were, like a very easy to watch fun show. To, uh, the best case scenario was it's a takeover. Mm-hmm. Like a normal takeover, which is always great. 
And the worst case scenario was it's like a little bit less than a takeover, which is basically yeah. we got the worst case scenario, which ain't that bad. No, no, I didn't. I didn't think it was that bad. It just. It, it was a little bit less than a takeover. It, it was it was less than a takeover, and I'm not going to sit there and say, you know, make an argument for that. I just think that, you know, like it's Zach pretty, said, some good matches. It's pretty rare that one there's really a really bad one. It's pretty rare that there's a takeover where you're like, that match is bad. Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm, to me, was, was that match. They don't, they don't work together very well. I, know, I won't say that. This match They've just had two really good matches. Yeah, this match, for mm. whatever reason, it, it didn't work. That's just me. All right, let's bring it to our three counts. One, two, three. So we're going to go back to WWE because it was a big WWE week. Uh, but, I mean, Edge returning is a big deal, and the angle at the end of Raw was a big deal. Uh, <laughs> Edge, Edge, Edge came out and did his usual Edge stuff where he just looks – you know, where he comes out and he looks so shocked that everybody loves him so much. Oh, this day I see clearly, you know, and then he looks so shocked and everything. And he comes back and he tells everybody how much he loves him. And he says, well, why am I standing here? And he tells everybody why he's standing there. And he says that I have been cleared to wrestle. And then Orton's music hits. And obviously they had a long standing tag team rated RKO. And Orton says, let's put him back together. Orton promptly RKO's him <laughs> in the middle of the ring. It was fantastic. Or shit. That's uh, Orton then uh, beats him with a chair, and the crowd. What? The that crowd was. Heat. It was silent, though. Like, it was asshole, asshole, and then it was silent as he continued to beat the fuck out of him. He put his he-, he put his head uh in the uh in the crutch the of the chair and he got ready to no, he got ready to do the dive off the top rope and then oh, yeah, yeah, he thought yeah, yeah. he said no 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 no. He left and then he did the concerto to him, the single man concerto. Uh my wife was sitting with me while I watched that. She had never heard the term concerto. She goes, That's so stupid and I go, You're wrong. That's so fucking cool. That's called the concerto. That's the best pun. <laughs> I know. It is the best pun. Uh, Edge and Christian, like I said earlier, were my favorite tag team. They got Aaron's me in. too smart for own good. They got me into wrestling back in 99. I loved them so much. But it was a great angle. Jason and I were talking. So it looks like we're getting Edge and Orton, which is why I said the road to WrestleMania is looking strong right now. We have Bray versus Roman. No, we don't have that yet. We will. I mean. No, we don't have that yet. I, okay. I don't want to put that up there yet. Well, I'll put it up there. Okay. How about that? Okay. Bray versus that. Roman. We have Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar. Check. And now we have Edge versus RKO. And Probably. Jesus Christ. We don't know! You and I talked outside. If they leave Edge off of TV for the next four to five to six weeks, like, Orton really fucked him up. If they never have Edge put his hands on Orton until WrestleMania, that'll be perfect. What do you think? Uh, do you agree with us? No, it's going to say, it, they said it was 69 days to WrestleMania, so let's just make it even 70 days. That's 10 weeks. That was on Monday, so it's really like 64 now. Okay, he needs to be out for at least a month to really place the impact on how... 
devastating this attack was. Did you it, see the thing that they did on WWE.com afterwards? Where Edge was like shaking and he like our truth was like wheeling him to the back. Our truth and uh, and the street profits were wheeling him to the back on the stretcher and he was like, Truth, he's like he's like, Tell just call Beth. Tell Beth where I'm going. Tell Beth the hospital I'm going. Like Edge was like really playing it up. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really good. No, okay. I it, wish it would have been on T V. Yeah. That's see, how good it was. I'm not going to WWE.com and looking at. It. I, mean, I just saw it. No, 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 no. I get it, you just bumped into it. I bumped into it. Okay, yeah. that's fair. I'm just after Raw. I that's don't watch enough. Any, I don't watch any more wrestling. Yeah, that I was you're watching say, the bump. You know, God damn, I hate wrestling. <laughs> I am not voluntarily watching wrestling. No, good. That's what for me. That's where I'll draw the line. New Japan. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta watch the backstage stuff because that's it sets up other shit. Another story for another time. I'll just say this. If Edge comes back next week, two weeks from now, you're doing it wrong. I agree. He needs to be gone and gone for a while. No doubt. Beth Phoenix on Wednesday, the first thing she yes, came she out with, it. she sold it. Yes, she okay, did. Okay, so I was just like, okay, kudos immediately because wifey sold it. I wish yeah. she would have sold the entire show, but. Neither here. No. You can't, get, can't ask for everything. Ronaldo asked her a direct question about her husband. And she, she started answered, crying. Yeah, and, and she played it right. Perfect. Right. So now he needs to stay gone. By the way, yeah. talk about a couple that looks exactly like each other. Stop Ooh. it. Stop that's, it. That's true. Stop it. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. I, mean, look, I, knew, I knew a guy like he should, that. He should be, uh, I mean, Brock put Dio Madden through a table like six weeks ago. That dude hadn't been back. So. <laughs> I think that's, I don't that's think for that, other reasons. I don't think that has long-term story implications, though. I think that story is over. Right. I was going to say, just leave Edge gone for a while, man. I mean, he's got to be gone for, like I said, at least a month, six weeks. It's a great. It's have a, it's, a comeback. It's the best Orton angle in forever, though. But it it's an it's an angle I'm sure he's, A, invested in, B, as the heel, so now he's even more invested in. And, C, he doesn't have to go over. He's probably going to get his comeuppance at WrestleMania. Oh, I don't think he cares about that. It's just, no, not I at just, all. I just think him and Edge are boys. And it just, it, it's going to be a at good, the, fun in, story being told. In the Rumble, when they were two of the five guys left, and he, like, turned around, he was getting ready to RKO, and Edge turned around and like, caught him. What the fuck? <laughs> Randy kind of shrugged his shoulders, and he's like, come on, man. He's like, you know me. And then Edge threw him out. That was a great moment. It, did, it, it was a great and, moment. And this is why I liked it, because finally when, well, WWE, WWE does what I asked them to do. Yeah, when Connect it works, the it fucking works. dots. All I ever ask for you to make fucking sense. Dude, that whole 24-hour stretch between Rumble and Raw, it all made yeah, sense. it was and good. It was just good. I'll take this one step further now, jump into Friday to SmackDown. You Obviously, we had The Fiend retaining. So now, where do we connect the dots there? That no. seems more disjointed than ever before. On what? On SmackDown. SmackDown? Yeah, they, that's a, it's a thing. They do it on Friday nights. That's a television show? Yeah, actually it's on it is. Fox. Yeah, I was going to say it's like a huge deal. What, but, like Fox Sports 1 or something? No, it's on regular Fox. It's like a billion-dollar show. Channel 2, KTVI. I have that channel. Dude. Yeah. You should, that's what Fox is on? You should you should at least, you know, DVR it at the very least. Check it out. 
I or DVR it every week. I never <laughs> fucking watch it. I just read. I'm like, ah, I didn't miss anything, I guess. That's horrible, dude. God damn. Your humble wrestling correspondent, Bill Vakey, <laughs> a.k.a. Jobin Leach. <laughs> uh, we'll be back. I got to plug in this computer for a few minutes. Uh, anything else you guys want to say? Nope. No. About uh, Edge and I'm Orton. I'm done. No, it's, it's Ed, going to be great. Edge and Orton is it's gonna be legitimately a great exciting. Yeah. How, about, how about this? Before I let you go, so there's three matches that we know for sure. I know that you don't <laughs> think they're for sure. But out of those three one matches, three is for sure. which one do you think will end? WrestleMania. What's the main event? What's, uh, the, last match? What's the last match on WrestleMania? Ooh. Edge, Orton, Reigns, Bri- Reigns Wyatt, or McIntyre Lesnar. I feel like it depends on the booking. Yeah, I agree. I got to see how this plays uh, out. Of if course, it's a, it depends on the booking. I just want the answer. If it's a title change, I'm gonna go with uh, Drew Brock. If if there's a title change, um, I just can't see Roman holding a title up at the end of another WrestleMania while fans boo. Why can't you? Yeah, why can't you? I guess I. That's I guess my I that's my pick. Yeah, I can't see it being Orton Edge, even though it it could be a huge match. It will be a huge match. Yeah. I don't know if Drew Star is big enough to be the main event. I'll tell you what, man. Edge is the only motherfucker that can come out of retirement and be like, man, I want to see this match at WrestleMania against Orton. They did it in in twenty four hours. That's how you tell a fucking story. That's how you tell a fucking story. It was a great. Now I want to see it. It was a spectacular angle yeah. at the end of Raw. It yeah. really was. It was great. I didn't see it coming. You got me invested. I'm like, okay. Now, Edge, like I said, Edge just even stay though, away. Even though last year, I will say, I was excited for Styles Orton. They, I thought that was a good match. They And they told a pretty good story coming up to it because it was the Indies versus the yeah. establishment. It was pretty good. And I'll say that Orton versus Rollins at that one WrestleMania where Roman uh, – where Rollins cashed in on Brock had the greatest RKO of all time when he went for the curb stomp. <laughs> he picked him up that and then RKO'd nice. him. That, that, that motherfucker was pretty nice. That and uh, Evan Bourne are my two favorites. All right, guys. We'll be back in a second. This is Ban from Ringside. You're stepping on my cord, bro. This is Ban from Ringside. All right, we got some odds and ends here, boys. Uh, Andrade is gone in a 30-day wellness policy suspension. What do you do? They don't say. They don't say. Okay, so what, are you smoking a little weed? I mean, what, Probably. What, what, what the fuck? Nah, I, don't, I don't think it's weed. I, I think it's probably something performance-enhancing, like cocaine. <laughs> you ain't shit. <laughs> Um, yeah, they, I think that's why they did the Umberto Carrillo yeah. angle with him doing the uh, DDT onto the floor, which makes sense. But he's they didn't take 30. the title off of him, and usually they did not take the title. Usually off. they do. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, when Roman Reigns got popped, they didn't take the, the day, title off him because he's. Engaged Charlotte Claire, though, right? Well, I think they're just high on him. Yeah, I was going to say, Heyman is apparently high on him. And the U.S. title doesn't mean anything. So. Yeah, that, that, that's... There's that, I think that I think that's another reason why they're trying to keep it on him. But uh, was it Aleister Black, Drew McIntyre, Buddy Murphy, and uh, Andrade are apparently guys that Paul Heyman is really high on, and he wants to kind of push. Too. 
yeah, uh, I guess that's kind of he wanted to push him, but I guess that's Vince kind of like you know I'm not a huge fan of this shit, so I guess that's push has been delayed or postponed, whatever you want to call it. But you know, at least those four guys. And if you stop and think about it, those four guys in recent memory have been highlighted in some form or fashion. Obviously, uh, what's your opinion about MVP? Uh, I, I said it already. I think he would be a good mid card guy. I just don't think he would be. I don't think he's hanging around. I think he I think this came is back. the one off. Um, it needs to be a one off because I mean, there's there's just way too much talent on the WWE roster. Even try to fit MVP into this. Do you know what nonsense. MVP stands for? Montavious Vontez Porter. Woo! Pretty good there, dude. Pretty good. I'm impressed. Not bad for after taking the shot. Uh, I like MVP, uh, I, but, I mean, he went out there and lost to Ray. I think if he was stick, sticking around, he would have uh, beat Mysterio. Um, Let's see I think, I think it's good to have somebody who's not really, like, a legend, but is still, like, an older guy with, like, kind of a name to put people over. So I mean, have have him lose to Drew before he leaves. I think uh, I, I okay. Th- he's right. probably done. Say. But he Ray's already over. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Just have him lose. No, to, okay. Have him lose to Buddy Murphy. Have him lose to Drew. No, okay, you know? yeah. If you want to do it like that, I don't have a problem with. I'll that. say this is the first time in a long time I can say that um, AEW Dynamite was a. It was a bummer. It sucked. Like it was not a good show. I wouldn't say it was not no, a good show. Was, yeah. It just wasn't. It wasn't a banger. I think they they set the bar pretty high, uh, in general. And but this was like a segue show because like next week's show is like you know you got but, the the ten lashes. But go ahead, go ahead. Uh, Ambrose came out, cut that promo against Jericho. Jericho came out, cut the promo back, and then he said that uh, Ortiz and Santana had their thugs with them, and then. Uh, five guys that were Hispanic looking came out and I was like ah that's probably not the best look maybe not call them thugs like even, <laughs> even though they look like extras from the shield <laughs> it's like they came out like okay so is anybody else coming out because this ain't gonna be enough <laughs> yeah and uh, the butcher and the blades suck Can they don't su- no, they, no they don't nah, suck they that, suck they, they, you know why they suck? Because they came out, they won their first match, and they've lost every match since. So now you're at no. that point. Yeah, no, that, I'm just saying. Why they do they can't, suck? They, I, they can't work. I think they're fine. The butcher can't work. I think he's well, fine. Yeah, what is? What do you want him to do? Like put somebody in the, the Cripper crossface? I, don't I mean, know. he's, we're, he's we're, the heavy. He's supposed to be. We are in the glory years of wrestling we are we have the best wrestlers in the world we have the most athletic wrestlers in the world and you're giving t- tv time to this old motherfucker that doesn't know how to work he sucks am i wrong I tell me I'm, tell I, me i'm wrong i think Maybe, you're wrong i mean i've i've taken l's before on this show just tell me i'm wrong i just don't think he sucks i it's he's not like a super work rate guy he's a kind of a character guy and he's like jason said he's a heavy I love that uh, MJF met them at a butcher shop. Like, <laughs> Oh, I did too. That was fucking awesome. He handed them a fucking big fat thing full of money that said the Young Bucks on it next to a big slab of meat. <laughs> well, I, I definitely don't like it. I, I guess I just like 
fresh stuff. Like you guys like old stuff. I like fresh stuff. No, look, I'm not sitting there. It, it, no, you guys look. love old stuff. Look, I mean, please. That's, that's I mean, say. that's just me. <laughs> yeah, that's just me. Whatever. You guys like old whatever. stuff. I like fresh stuff. No, I, I think ultimately this is more about getting MJF more heat for his next week's ten lashes. It it basically predictable now at this point. The butcher and the blade. I like them as a team, but when they roll out, it's like the hybrid two. I see them, I think, lost right away. Okay, so uh, we had uh, Finn Balor versus Trent Seven on NXT. We talked about this before. Finn Balor is definitely getting his Prince Devitt roots down. Uh, he beat the shit out of Trent Seven. Thoughts on that? Trent Seven's an excellent worker. and uh, Definitely. This was an excellent match. Uh, if there was a wrestling school that was out there that wanted to use a example of how to sell Trent Seven is the guy that I would Agreed. put on. Agreed. There's been it, he actually has his own wrestling school. Okay. Uh, that he, makes sense. He trained like Tyler Bate and a lot of those guys. When Okay, great example. When uh, Undisputed Era and Mustache Mountain had their series of matches or whatever and it came down to throwing in the towel or Trent Seven getting worked on to the point where, you know, he's about to tap out. It was so good. Yeah, it got you so wrapped into it because he sold it so well that now you're just like, oh, is this going to happen? Is it going to happen? Same thing. Oh, on... he sold it so well. <laughs> he speaks so well. He uh, speaks so well. <laughs> on Wednesday, same thing. That's what, and me, th- that's what me and Jason's oldest – in jokes <laughs> when uh, when Chris Rock goes about Colin Powell, oh, he speaks so well. Oh, he speaks so well. That's what you say about a black person. That's what you say about a retarded person that can talk. <laughs> oh, he sells so well. <laughs> Tread seven. It was a good match. Anyway, I'm just it, trying to let the audience in on right, our yeah, intro. Exactly. Uh, it was a good match, and more so to the point, it makes Finn Bauer look that much more dangerous. Nah, he, he looks jumped, like a stud. Yeah, he jumps Trent Seven before the match, and now yeah, you know, finish this deal in the match. I mean, it's it's a big push. Ballard Gargano is going to be real interesting in three weeks. All Early right. match of the year. Candidates. I think we might get Ballard uh, bait before that. I can bait, see that. Bait was the one that broke up the fight see, at Worlds Collide. See, that's a then, match I haven't even thought about until that happened. And now you're talking Ballard bait, and I'm, now I'm like, oh, ugh. that sounds fucking great. <laughs> I will definitely be baiting. <laughs> and then I'm uh, not going to ask what that means. I loved. The Champa, it means Cole. Jango. What? Jango. Champa, <laughs> baiting. Champa, Champa. Okay. Bango. Okay. Let's say J ing o. Oh, Jeez. that's J o ing. No. What? <laughs> Jesus Christ. The Champa, the Champa, yeah, get us off track. The Champa Adam Cole segment on NXT fucking ruled because Champa took out all of Undisputed Era, and then he came into the ring, and then Adam Cole cut a great promo, just a great promo. I was so in love with that segment where he cuts a great promo on Champa. He comes in, he gets the better of Champa, busts him open the hard way. Champa's bleeding from the top of his bald head. 
and then he puts Cole through the table with the X in the middle of the table, just throws him right through it, signs it, signs the contract, and then the crowd starts saying, use your blood, use your blood. He wipes the blood off the top of his head and smooths it down the contract. That was badass. It was good. Usually I hate the trope of a guy putting, getting put through the table of the contract because it's like every contract signing, you just expect it. But Ciampa put the X on it. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> it was meta. It was like, yeah. yeah. It was good. No, X the, contract si- the contract signing is always in wrestling parlance something that it's always so it's so telegraphed it's like you're always like there's always going to be a fight so champa just came out took out the rest (laughs) of his boys put an x through the table and said come on out (laughs) and then cole got the better of him and then champa was like you know what fuck you and then put him through it got busted open the hard way the blood's coming from the top of his head the crowd yells, use the blood, and he takes the blood from the top of his head and wipes it on the contract. It was dope. It was good. If they wouldn't have done that with The Fiend on Friday, it had been even better. See, I don't watch SmackDown. They did it under a red light. That happened on SmackDown? Under a red light. The exact same thing? Uh, no. Th- that's No, but uh, their contract signing on Friday... Uh, the fiend stabs his hand essentially and signs it with. We also the had the broser weights. You couldn't versus- tell though because it was under a red light. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. Okay. Oh, well, really? Are we? Are we now starting to jump off the fiend bandwagon? No, I have not been on the fiend wagon bandwagon for a long time. Like I, I like I think he's good, but I think the red light's stupid. I'm on record. On this podcast, is saying the red light's stupid. No, I'm just, I'm. It's. A, I'm not saying that you are. You know, telling a lie or not. I'm just curious. I think the fiend is fun. I like. I like the fiend. I just. I've said it before on this podcast. I don't like him wearing the mask while he's wrestling. I think it's stupid. I don't like the red light. I think it's stupid. I think it's too, Kane, too Undertaker, too 1997. I think it's stupid. Okay. Too weird. I love. I love Bray Wyatt. Maybe if Kane would have wore a dress, he could have gotten the fucking Royal Rumble. Maybe if wow. Kane wore a dress, he could have been Sister Abigail. No, see, I'm so glad they didn't do that. All right, so we have a three-way, sounds hot, for <laughs> uh, the North American title. We have Roderick, or, I'm sorry, Keith Lee, Dijakovic, or Dijakovic, and Damian Priest. Is that a done deal? I thought that they, uh, I thought they wrestled. Not, it's not a done deal, but. I thought they wrestled for the number one contendership. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I thought it was... It was a no DQ. It was a DQ, though. No. I say... Dijak pinned him. Yeah. He did the feast your eyes on him. Okay, so do you think that that's... I think it's just going to be a I think that's the match. Yeah, I think they're going to go with Keith Lee versus Dijakovic. I bet it ends up being a three-way. It's... Okay. Bill Vegas style. Right? (laughs) (laughs) If it is a three-way, it's going to be kind of hard to really say that Damian Priest deserves to be in this three-way, especially when he just got pinned clean by one of the guys in said three-way. I call him Punchman Martinez, but that's just me. <laughs> um, he has a very baritone voice. I do not have much more. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? 
Uh, uh, Adam Page rules now. Yeah, uh, Adam Page looked awesome. The literal definition of hold my beer. Yeah, <laughs> I buckshot Larry at this motherfucker. So I mean, this might be the uh, long-term story storytelling that uh, Cody Rhodes has been talking about. Like Adam Page lost that first title match in AEW and he's been like stewing about it and now he has to work with the guy that Kenny Omega he's going to turn against the elite sooner or later right yeah I don't I mean I think him and Kenny are gonna have a split and he's already kind of said you know he's kind of turned from the elite like he's not he's not like super kosher with everybody I don't see like a hard heel turn though because like I did a couple weeks ago because People are loving this gimmick, this beer gimmick. Like, this drunken Adam Page. People are yeah. loving it. And it's a- also... Angry drunk. Yeah, and it's also obvious that it's a gimmick. Like, people like, are are not, like, super stoked that he has, like, an addiction issue. It's not like back in the day whenever, like, Scott Hall would show up to Nitro drunk and they just made it his gimmick. And it was like... Right. Or, or Hawk. No, like, no, it's a thing. <laughs> you know, would show up completely wasted on pills and they'd be like, oh, that's your gimmick is that you're a fucking addict and we're just going to talk about it and we're going to market it that way. Right. Like, no, Adam Page is, like, incredibly fit and, like, awesome athletically. And his gimmick right now, it's part of the story. And uh, it's it's a, it's a cool. I'm I want, into it. I want to call one of you guys out for being a bad drunk, but both of you guys are really good drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I have my moments, but, I mean. Nah, not really. Like everybody seen, has their moments. I've seen, I've seen you get mad one time in 16 years of knowing you. I've only seen you get mad one time. That's pretty good. That's, that's, yeah, it's <laughs> not bad. I think my wife is the only one that ever sees the the negative. Like whenever we get in the car and we're in the city, and she's like, "How do I get home?" And I'm like, "You just fucking drive home. <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> like just fucking drive home. Tara, I mean, figure it out. It's called GPS, woman. Turn it on." <laughs> she's like, this "You're is a man dick. from ringside." <laughs> All right, we got some birthdays. We got Giant Gonzalez. Alive? No. 54 years Watch old. Becky Lynch is 33. Drake Maverick or Rockstar Spud, whatever you want to call him, is 37. Ronda Rousey is also 33. Her and Becky Lynch are only two days apart. Uh, Brian Cage is 36. There's a joke Haku. There. Definitely still alive. I saw him recently. Is sixty one. Marty Jannetty is sixty. His daughter went to Duchenne, just like me. Carrie Von she throw Eric herself through windows all the time. Mm-mm. Carrie Von Eric still alive? <laughs> Carrie Von Eric still alive? No. Is he the dead one? He's one of the dead ones. He's not one of the alive. Well, I'm there's only one hell. alive one. Who's the alive one? Kevin, man. Yeah. Jesus Christ. R.I.P. Carrie Von Erig is 60. Chris Saban is 38. Damian Priest is 38, also known as Punishment Martinez, which on the website I looked this shit up on. He was still named as Punishment Martinez. Also known as the Archer of Infamy. <laughs> Masson Rain is 34. Hey. You come in my face, I'm going to fight you. (laughs) Wrong one. There it is. Hey, everybody. We hold it together with tape. We appreciate you guys listening to us. For F&B Eatery, (laughs) for Reba the Dog, for Millie the Cat, for Xander the Cat, for... 
Vice. Check. For Murray the Man Murray. For Lucha Chris. Check. For Two Beers Zach Pullman. For Jason Gornia's Bella. I am Bill Veggie. R.I.P. Kobe. And everybody boo the heat.